from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. I'm Elaine Cha. Any serious, well-considered, and compassionate conversation about homelessness is likely to yield the words complicated and complex. You could use the same words to describe the practical approaches, the challenge of actually delivering timely services and support while addressing underlying factors of homelessness with the same ones. But for the interfaith nonprofit Doorways, the key vocabulary words are comprehensive and flexible. And delivering on its mission to connect St. Louis residents with HIV-AIDS to housing, health and wellness, and other services means expansion is the theme now and going forward. Here to discuss the growth of Doorways is Opal Jones, CEO and President of Doorways, and Corey McCormick, a Doorways program participant and resident. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Good afternoon. Opal, there are organizations that focus on housing for people who do not have homes, and there are organizations that provide support to folks living with HIV-AIDS. Now, Doorways is unique because it does both at the same time. Why is that? Yeah, um, it's so important because there is this intersectionality between um, HIV, poverty, homelessness, substance abuse, and uh, mental illness. And so um, what makes Doorways unique is that we have to look at all of those things to be able to treat an individual. Um, I think that our approach is one of tackling HIV through the social determinants of health rather than a biomedical approach because we know in our work that uh, until a person is stable and you've addressed these other factors, medications don't mean much. Mm-hmm. And as doorways care for people living with HIV and AIDS and without homes somehow informed by the organization's interfaith roots? It is. That's what gave us our um, initial credibility, if you will, and that... Um, Heritage still runs through the organization. We maintain a certain number of clergy persons on our board of directors, and um, they uh, work through our mission and program committee to ensure that our services are delivered compassionately, um, that we are delivering services through a housing-first approach, and that people are at the center of everything we do. Mm-hmm. Can you describe the population doorway serves, for instance, um, what are the figures for the number of people living with HIV AIDS who also face serious challenges having other needs met? Yeah, well, in our um, area, in the St. Louis area, we have about 15,000 people or so who live with HIV. Uh, In the city of St. Louis itself, over 1% of the population is HIV positive. And in any given year, doorways will serve about 3,500 individuals. Um, We do that in the metro area as well as in rural counties down to Springfield, Missouri, and up to Springfield, Illinois. Part of the doorways program uh, helps stabilize clients' uh, health, even to the point where 
they're no longer a risk for transmission. And I think this is relevant to the number that you've just shared about 3,500 individuals, but they're not individuals who live in isolation from the rest of, of the world. What does risk of transmission mean? Yeah, um, it, well, it, it means a lot for the community, but it means a lot for the individual. And so what I'll tell you is that we know through this work now, and which has been scientifically proven, is that undetectable equals untransmissible. So the sooner we can get a person stabilized, we can get a person on medications and get them to the point where they're undetectable, where there's very, very, very little virus in their blood, that is great for them. Yes. Uh, If we do that early, they can expect to live a full lifespan just like me or you. But um, also, more importantly, we almost increase... um, almost entirely eliminate the idea that they'll transmit to another person because there's so little virus in their blood that that um, becomes almost impossible. Mm-hmm. And what does it take to get to that point of of untransmissible? Yeah, well, they need to be on um, medications and take a blood test um, so that, you know, we can measure those loads um, of virus in their blood. But once again, that doesn't happen until you have shelter, you have food, you have stability. If you're uh, battling some kind of uh, mental health disorder, that's taken care of. And that's once again what I said where Doorways comes in is that we tackle those things first and then we work towards the medication approach. Mm -hmm. And how has Doorways arrived at the conclusion that stable housing needs to come before that medical support? Through the 35 years we've been doing this, uh, we started out very much as hospice and end-of-life care, and then as uh, HIV has moved through the community and affected more and more marginalized people, um, we know um, that that's the only way to go, and that's borne out through empirical evidence. 35 years, you've just mentioned, and Doorways was founded in 1988, Correct. and these 35 years have been spent um, working on housing, buying buildings, maintaining dozens of apartment units across St. Louis. And you have recently grown even more, right? In October, Doorways opened uh, a $40 million campus. What motivated this expansion at this time? Great question, because I'll tell you, I've been in this role now for 10 years. I've been in a variety of roles at Doorways. And when I first became president, I didn't really see us building again. I thought we need to stabilize what we're doing. Um, We need to make sure people live out in the community and not necessarily in facilities. Um, But what happened is I was at work late one night, and I got a call by one of our, um, from one of our transgender female residents and she said, Miss Opal, I'm over here um, at this emergency housing building that you guys have, a place we rented. It was in some nondescript street in North St. Louis. And she said, I am afraid to go in there. You have to walk down the side of this house, down the steps, uh, and through the back, and I'd rather sleep in my car than go in there. And so we've been renting these places, um, boarding houses, rooming houses, motel rooms, providing people 30 to 60 days of emergency uh, stay so that we can work towards a more permanent housing solution. We had to take a hard look at ourselves and say, is this intervention working? 
And it turned out it was not. It was oftentimes a Band-Aid, and we'd have clients coming back year after year waiting for their 60 days of emergency housing. And so we looked at that, and we said, okay, we need to bring that in-house. We need those folks on-site where we can provide wraparound services in the most holistic way and care for them and then get them ready for independence and then be ready for the next group of people. And so that was the genesis of this whole uh, campus. We did some strategic planning. We brought a lot of stakeholders um, in, and we decided to create these units with the new headquarters for our agency where we could expand behavioral health services, employment services, self-sufficiency programming, and so forth. And uh, that's how we landed on Jefferson Avenue. And we do have a stakeholder in the studio now, Corey. (laughs) Um, you are a, a recent resident. Yes. In terms of what you've just heard from Opal, does any of that resonate with you? Uh, yes, quite a bit of it. It, it. Truth be told, everything that she said is is a hundred percent true. There are from points of not even knowing where you're gonna stay, or if the place that you're staying at even seems even close to being safe, even remotely. You know, it's it's a big change to go from something like that to the Jefferson campus where it's just, I'm not going to lie, it feels like a, a big, funny, goofy family who just loves to, you know, just make sure that you're okay. You know, it's a great thing. So it is much more than just a, a roof over oh, your head? so much more from... Even the people that greet you up front um, throughout the day. Uh, my first day of being there, I came in um, one morning, uh, matter of fact, and it was just a shift change. The front desk was like, hey, you're Corey. We know who you are. How are you doing? And literally just lit me up, put a big smile on my face, and joked and and he he ha ha and it just it makes for a warm consoling environment that just it really helps with that alone helps with mental with just everything you're going through it really yeah, yeah. <laughs> how did you come to know about doorways and its program um literally i came from being not having anything literally getting to the point where I've lost everything in my life, uh, my home, car, uh, job, uh, and, and as everything slowly goes away, your mental stability starts to diminish as well. And uh, it was to a point where I didn't know what to do. I was reaching out for help and didn't really see help anywhere. and. A uh, caseworker of mine was like, you know what? I know this place, Doorways uh, at Interfaith. They will really help you um, get back on your feet and see a brighter day. So, Opal, how does it feel to hear that personal testimony? It's everything. Um, My team and I and a large group of stakeholders have been working on this campus for over six years and we've dedicated our professional lives to it, and it was um, for that moment right there. Now, earlier this year, 
You told the Post Dispatch that the doorways client list has doubled in the past six years to over three thousand, and that was earlier this year. That's not yeah. the the figure for now. What accounts for that increase? Well, it um, is partially our success in this community. Um, the medications are better. We're better at treating people. Folks live longer. Um, so that there, that means there's more people for doorways to serve. Um, given the fact that in our area, over 80% of people living with HIV live below the poverty line, if you increase, if people live longer, there's more people for doorways to serve. The flip side of that is, is we haven't done a great job in preventing new infections. And Missouri is one of the seven states that the federal plan has targeted because of the rise in infection. So we hope as part of the broader goals of doorways and what we want to do with this campus is to minimize new infections. Mm-hmm. So, Corey, you've just moved in. You have this goal, minimizing infections, and we're also, in December, it is very cold. And we've had some conversations here on St. Louis on the Air about the preparedness of all different kinds of service providers to to give shelter to those who may be out in the cold and who live without a home. What do you think St. Louis needs to do to improve things this winter and to make sure it's not underprepared in the same way next year? Yeah, the fact is, is, you know, the community of service providers, um, we've tried to shift away from emergency services, um, overnight shelters and things like that. But there's just always going to be a need for that. We need to embrace it. We need more shelters. Um, And then we need more long-term programs like doorways and more funding sources. Um, People have to have a home. I read in the post last year um, that two people froze to death outside on the streets of St. Louis. That's ridiculous. It shouldn't happen in this day and time. And we have to put the resources around these programs. It's hard to run these programs. Mm -hmm. They're underfunded. It's hard to keep staff. I mean, these folks work such long hours and they um, dedicate so much of their own energy um, into, you know, making these programs thrive to their own personal detriment. Mm Um, and we as a community need to honor social workers and people in nonprofits mm-hmm. the same way we say we want to honor teachers and firefighters and policemen and other civil servants. When you look at that, oftentimes social workers make less than all of those um, uh um, vocation. Yes. Yeah. So it's so, clearly, it's a very big problem. It's a big problem that the community needs to address uh, funding programs like doorways and all of these homeless service providers. Opal Jones is president and CEO of Doorways, an interfaith nonprofit that's recently expanded to work with St. Louis homeless residents. Corey McCormick is a participant in Doorways' comprehensive flex housing program. Thank you for making time to be with us today. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for having us. This episode was produced by Danny Wisentowski. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Doerr. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. 
Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.